Coming up on today's show, we'll give you our thoughts on what Jerry DePoto told us on Wednesday. Plus, we'll react to MLB Pipeline's Top 100 Prospects list. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, January 27th, 2023. This is Titan Gonzalez for the Locked On Mariners podcast, joined as always by Colby Padnode. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in in the description below on the show today we'll be giving you some of our biggest takeaways from our interview with jerry depoto on wednesday but first colby let's talk mlb pipeline which released its top 100 prospects list for 2023 last night and there are two seattle mariners on the list starting off with harry ford who's at number 49 he makes a uh, quite a bit of a jump here from 65 at the end of uh, last year's list to 49 this year and then Bryce Miller making his debut in the top 100 at number 98 so let me get your first reaction to this uh anyone too high too low on the list any snubs here where do you want to start with this um there is no legitimate reason whatsoever for Jack Leiter to be ranked higher than Bryce Miller Mm. none Jack Leiter was was terrible last year yeah uh he cannot find the strike zone right now he is a guy who is supposed to move fast who is going to have to repeat double a there's no reason the only reason that mlb pipeline could give and it's not a good one is that well lighter was you know the number one overall picker or the number two whatever pick he was so so what bryce miller has a better fastball he has better control he has better command he's a better athlete he throws more strikes he's got better secondary pitches and he's closer to the big leagues why the difference? Jack Leiter's not good. He's not a good prospect right now. If the Pirates were offered Jack Leiter or Bryce Miller for uh, Brian Reynolds, they're taking Bryce Miller and they're not thinking twice about it mm. right now. Jack Leiter is not a good prospect. Leiter doesn't deserve to be in the top 100. He certainly doesn't agree, uh, deserve to be higher than Bryce Miller. So we can start there. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, no, I'm not too surprised. I thought maybe Celestin would have possibly... Mm-hmm. Crack the top 100, but none of the international signing guys from this year did, uh, I don't believe. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that one I understand. He's only six, 17. He hasn't played professional baseball yet. So I get that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ford, I think, is honestly a little too high, and I'm a Harry Ford fan. Mm-hmm. It's just really like, top 50. It's not like, he tore, the, it's not like yeah. he tore the cover off the ball last year or anything like that. He, he, he had a good year. I mean, yeah. And he's a good prospect, but. Uh, top 100, sure. Top 50? Uh, yeah. It, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I, I think the gap between Miller and, and Ford is also too large. I think they should both be in the probably 60 to 70 range. Um, Agreed. But, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not too surprised overall that it's just two. My guess is is that um, Celestin, still need to learn how to pronounce that, Celestin, um, and uh Cole Young are probably pretty darn close um, to top 100 as well. And maybe even Gabby Gonzalez is close to to the fringe as well there. So 
Yeah, I agree with you that, that Miller's too low, and this is really just based off of everything that I've been hearing over the last couple of months from prospect folks. It mm-hmm. just seems uh, 98 is a bit too low because I've heard him mention, uh, you know, amongst the names of like uh, Bobby Miller of the Dodgers, who's ranked 24 on this list. So to have that big of a disparity between someone like Miller and, uh, well, both Millers, right? <laughs> Bobby yeah. and, and Bryce um, is, is a little bit jarring. Um, at the end of the day, you know, Pipeline's lists, especially as of late, have been, let's just say it, widely inaccurate compared to yep. what the rest of the industry uh, feels. Um, and so I don't put a ton of stock into them. I feel there are much better outlets out there uh, for prospects, uh, like Prospects mm-hmm. Live, like uh, Baseball America, et cetera. Uh, right. So, yeah, so this I'm not getting too worked up over. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm glad that Miller is at least getting his flowers a little bit here, and he is in the top 100, but he should be more in the middle of of this list than, than at the back end of it. I, I, I can right. kind of wrap my head around why he's at 98. You know, not a lot of people know about him, I don't think, at least in terms of the national uh, circuits, but... Yeah, I, I just... He he should be higher on this list, especially... I'm glad that you mentioned Jack Leiter because, look, even, you know, to be fair to the to the Rangers for a second, Brock Porter should be higher than than Jack Leiter mm-hmm. right now, in my opinion. Brock Porter, I, I think, think so. is only four spots ahead of uh, Miller on this list right now. So, yeah, so I, I just... I think there's a lot of um, stock put into the names of these guys rather mm-hmm. than where they're actually at right now. And, and right. I think that's really evident here with uh, with Miller and Leiter. Right. It, it's uh, pipeline is really slow to correct, essentially, what their preconceived notion was, and, and a big part sure. of the reason for that is that they don't talk to to scouts. Most of what they the information they get comes from front offices, major league front offices, and it's mostly about uh, it mostly coming from talking to the teams that have the rights to these players, right? So all their information on Bobby Miller comes from the Dodgers front office, which I mean, cool, but of course those guys are going to talk up their own players, right? They're not going to tell you the negatives about that. So there's, there's a system in place at pipeline that makes it uh, susceptible to these big movers and and those guys getting overlooked and and them trying to stand by their like draft ranks and, and all that stuff. So they're a little bit slow to adapt because they're not talking to the right people. Um, but also somehow they've become the default, like de facto, oh, Bryce Miller's the 98th best prospect in baseball. And we just kind of accept that. Why? Because Pipeline said it. It's mostly because it's free, if we're being honest with you. It's a yeah. free top 100 list. That's why it kind of gets used as... as you and know, it's and it's Major League Baseball's top 100 list, right? right? And, it, and it comes from like guys who are respected in the industry, like John Jim, Mayo and, and guys like Jim that. Jim Callis, but, yeah. 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 But those guys, again, they're talking to, they're not talking to the people who are watching these and they're not asking, you know, Ranger scouts what they think about Bryce Miller. They're asking Ranger scouts what they think about Jack Leiter. So, of course, they're going to pump up Leiter. They're not going to, they're not going to trash their own players. So it's just a flawed list overall. But, you know, at the end of the day, two guys on the top 100, uh, that's about what I expected. Um, Like I said, I think Ford is a little high and I think, I think Miller is a little low. Uh, but yeah, it's about what I expected. So no, no real surprises. It's a nice hat you got on, by the way. Uh, show, yes. show, show that, show that to the folks there. The, the vanilla missile yes, snapback the vanilla right missile. there. Yeah. When, when do you think he might crack one of these lists? 
um well if you ask him he should have already been on it but uh, exactly he should be number one on this list according to the vanilla missile himself yes i mean in terms of nicknames for all these prospects vanilla missile is definitely number one definitely got to be up there the undisputed Um, champion (laughs) i i wouldn't be too surprised honestly if he was on it um you know this time next year like in the back 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 end like 100 um but yeah i he progresses like people think he can, or at least people mm-hmm. I've talked to think he can, he's going to be on one of these lists at some point before he makes the big leagues. Uh, it's it's pretty electric fastball. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our uh, thoughts about what Jerry told us back on Wednesday here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on that's l-o-c-k-d-o-n fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props plus you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay tonight the kraken are one and a half goal favorites over the visiting calgary flames but no maddie Beneers. so i'm not saying bet against the kraken here but you might want to take a look at that that's all i'm gonna say And that's all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first sin. So we talked to Jerry Depoto back on wednesday and first you know want to thank you guys for all the uh support uh you did guys we? have did we? well i kind of i kind of blacked out i was like on autopilot for most of that interview uh and i had to i had to rewatch it like about two times here to get prepared to to have this discussion with you because i could not for the life of me remember anything jerry said because i was just on cloud nine that whole interview but now i've 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 watched, I've reviewed the tape, right? I've wound it all back. I've watched it again. And so uh, I'm ready to, to talk about this interview because we actually got some pretty good stuff out of Jerry in this interview. So where do you want to start here? Um, we could go, you know, we could talk about some of his comments on the draft. We could talk about some of his comments on just the offseason as a whole, Tommy LaStella, if they're done or not. Actually, yeah, let's, let's start there. So we've talked about this on Patreon on our Patreon show, patreon.com forward slash control the zone. I've asked you this very same question. Now we have a bit more context from Jerry on if the Mariners are done or not. He did leave the door open for another move and even mentioned, you know, a trade during spring training, like the, the Gino Suarez trade he mentioned by name. But he also said simultaneously that he'd be surprised if they made another major league move as well. So if this is it, if if Listella is the final, you know, big major league move, how do you feel about the off season? You should try to work in that song lyric. Um, like I said, <laughs> I think it's, uh, we'll see, you know, cause Jerry did also hint at some, 
I don't remember the exact phrase he used, but recognizable names coming in as, as NRIs. Um, right. And, you know, we, we've seen, you know, like, for example, the Colin Moran one, that one could be pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll wait and see what those look like. But overall, I, I think I'd probably say it was a, it was a good off season. I wouldn't call it great. Um, they're still relying on, on Jared Kelnick uh, to be the everyday left fielder, or are they that coming up a little bit later? Boom. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing your job for you, Ty. There we go. Um, right. And the bullpen as, as interesting as some of the arms they actually did bring in are, they didn't really, it, it's hard for me to say they definitely got better in the bullpen, right? They're, they're counting on a lot yeah. to go right there. Uh, you know, it's still Marco as the number five or, or flexing. We'll probably talk about that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I think they did a really nice job of raising the the floor, which in general also raises the ceiling of the ball club. But they didn't go out and they didn't add like like I, I look at this roster and I don't see a team that's likely going to win a hundred games um, without some you know major guys you know stepping up and having career years and stuff like that. And I think that opportunity was there. So I, I don't think that they quite. Um, exceeded my expectations i think for the most part they met them even with the type of players they acquired because mm-hmm. we talked a lot about tay oscar and wong and and pollock before they made all those moves and it all makes sense it's it, it's all smart so i i can't say that it was a bad off season mm-hmm. even like la Stella, uh as kind of like the the bench guy and and rotating through and moran those are mm-hmm. those are smart moves those are moves that make a lot of sense so sure uh, i think it was a very smart off season i think it was a very um safe off season, I guess we'll say. Sure. Didn't take a lot of risk. Uh, didn't f- feel like they needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall I would probably give it like, if we're doing like the fan fiction Friday, since it is Friday, I'd probably give this off season as it looks right now, probably like a 55 because they did get better at the end of the day. And they did sure. close the gap on the Astros. It's just not, you know, a, a great off season, you know, un- unless they trade for like Brian Reynolds in, in March, which maybe happens. So, sure. uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say it's, it was solid but not spectacular. By the way, it is Brian Reynolds' birthday today. Happy birthday, Brian. We love you, pal. Can't wait to see you in an M's uniform. Uh, yeah, so... July 28th. Mark it down. Hmm. Whoa. There we go. All right. Uh, I would say that I'm whelmed by, by the offseason as a but whole. But you didn't say it to Jerry. I mm. wonder why. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. just threw him, you know, softball questions, etc. Yeah. Was shaking in my boots. Yeah. Um maybe a bit underwhelmed on the back end of the off season, you know, after the the Tay Oscar and Wong deals. Um I like the the Pollock move, but also right now as things currently stand, Pollock's probably an everyday player for the Mariners and I don't think he should be. I don't think that's the best use of of his talents right now at this point in his career. But we'll see how that all, you know, gets hammered out. We'll see if Tommy Listella is actually something now that he's further removed from the Achilles injuries and all that stuff. So uh, and Jerry talked about that quite a bit and why he's confident that Listella can get back on track here. Um but yeah. You know, I, I wish that they would have done uh, a little bit more. It feels like they're still missing a bat. You know, they got that DH spot pretty much wide open right now. And, like, that's fine. That's what a lot of teams, especially the Mariners, prefer is to be able to rotate guys through that DH. But I've said this in the past. I don't think there's enough good hitters on this roster right now to justify having the DH wide open. You know, um, I think right now, as things currently stand, if you just want to kind of reflect back on the rest of the offseason, Michael Brantley would make a lot of sense for this roster right now. Um, mm-hmm. Just with how things uh, 
things right now kind of lined up so uh but overall yeah like you said they got better the you know folks out there saying that wong from fraser and and teoscar from hanniger are lateral moves at best are out of their mind i'm sorry like teoscar is also yeah you're also out of your mind if you're calling them marginal upgrades marginal yeah they're they're significant they're they're pretty significant i mean you go look at what uh, mariner's second baseman did last year and then you look at what Mm -hmm. colton wong's done the last two years and then you look at you know Teoscar's you know Teoscar obviously got hurt earlier this year but after mm-hmm. he got back from his injury uh he was essentially another Julio Rodriguez at the plate at now the plate. defense <laughs> now defensively that's a whole another topic but yeah. offensive like... production wise and this need and this team needed to get better offensively and mm-hmm. I think it did I think the lineup is a lot uh lengthier than it was last year and I think the the most important part here too right is that they are significantly better this opening day than they were last opening day and that's the big thing right and jerry even said this you know the season begins on opening day it doesn't end like they can go out right. and they can add more and he said outright that he has the freedom to go out and add more uh, if they need to do it so you know but right now and and i think this is a good time to kind of transition into the left uh, field tar- hold on oh real fast okay uh, i just wanted to mention that espn ranked all 30 lineups in major league baseball and they talked to scouts front office sure uh riders blah 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 and the mariners came in at seventh seventh best lineup in all of baseball which is i mean again it's espn it's it's projection it's opinion but i still like they, i think it's it's pretty like in my personal opinion i think it's safe to say that they're a top 10 lineup in baseball right yeah now. i think they're probably closer to 10 than to 10 than five but sure yeah like so just the idea, because last year, if you had asked the same question, do you think the Mariners are in the top 10? No. No. So, and I mean, like, what, all but one guy in their lineup right now, uh, or maybe two? Yeah, because Pollock, all but two guys in their lineup right now sported a 100-plus WRC plus last year. Like, mm-hmm. that's really good. That's that's a good spot to be in. And especially when you still have assets, uh, you mm-hmm. know, to, to trade, and, and, you know, you have all these tools to, to get I better. I mean, like like Dylan Moore at a higher WRC plus than insert good player here. And it's probably true. So, I mean, like Dylan Moore stand here reminding you that he's coming off the bench and Tom go. Murphy's coming off the bench and, and there you go. Tommy Listella's coming off the bench. So yeah, it's, it's a good lineup. It really is. Yeah. Not great, but good. So going into the left field stuff, um, you know, Jerry mentioned how important it is for them to at least give this one more go with guys like Jared Kelnick, Taylor Trammell, because if they do hit, if at least one of them hits and finally gets it going here, I mean, that does mean a lot for the future of this organization. If they have an affordable left field option who's pumping out a 115, 120, 125 WRC plus with good defense, like they're in a fantastic position. So I get why, like when Jerry justifies that, like I get why I'm still not super comfortable with it. Don't get me wrong, but I understand like the process of doing that as a, as an organization and, you know, having to weigh the risk reward of that. And look, you know, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out and they're going to probably, you know, cycle through all three of these guys, if like, Kelnick makes the roster at first and he doesn't pan out for the first month or so of the season, then they'll go to Tremel. Or if Tremel doesn't pan out, they'll go to Marlowe, et cetera. You know, however, you know, whichever way that they want to go about it. And if none of those guys pan out, then all right, you look at the trade market, you figure it out from there. 
Um, but I think, you know, trying to give these guys ample opportunity to get back on the horse here, I mean, it would, it would be huge. It would pay big dividends for, uh, the future of this organization. So yeah, you know, um, again, going back to just the whole, it's, uh, you know, the opening day thing and how much better they are at opening day this year than last year. I mean, you also, you do have to factor in full year of George Kirby, full year of Luis Castillo, full year of Cal Raleigh, who, you know, after he's turned it around, like all that stuff. Like you, you do have to figure, uh, factor in that stuff as well. I think this team, while maybe if you just look at the offseason moves as a whole, don't think that they did a lot to, to close the gap between them and the Astros. I think the full picture, though, they have closed the gap between them and the Astros quite a bit. And also part of that is because the Astros haven't really gotten that much better this year. No, they essentially swapped out Verlander for Abreu. Um, that's been mm-hmm. it, really. They yeah. brought back Brantley, but... Yeah, so. they're going to get Brantley back from injury. Uh, they're, you know, yeah, and then they have Abreu. Um, and that's that's it, right? That's all they've done. Yeah, and, for you know, the we'll see, bigger moves. Yeah, and I'm sure like Hunter Brown is going to be good. You know, but he's not. He's going not going to be, be seven wins. He's not going to be Justin Verlander. Yeah, yeah, right. I, we say that, and then <laughs> of course, yeah, <laughs> those dang Astros. But uh, like, like Jeremy Pena last year, right? It was like yeah. Carlos Correa is going to leave, and you know whatever. It's a like, huge. They can't replace that. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pena was it, wasn't quite that. I mean, Pena had a sub 300 on base. I feel he like really he's good, really over. He had a he had a really good postseason. That's why he did. But I, yeah. I do feel like he's still overrated. Um, yeah. But whatever, he's he's still good. I mean, he's just yeah, yeah. he's like I think he came in at like number five on the top ten pros or top ten shortstop list. I was like, nah, <laughs> yeah, no. no. So um, on the topic of left field, Jerry mm-hmm. keeps on mentioning Taylor Trammell. He certainly has mentioned Taylor Trammell a lot, and, and not just with us either. It seems like. He's gone out of his way a few times in his weekly uh, with with seven ten to kind of uh, mention you know the good things that Taylor did last year and how he was kind of a victim of start and stop with a couple of injuries and and they really like where his swings at and he's apparently you know still in town and he's working uh, with with drive line on on you know perfecting the swing and all that stuff so Jerry certainly doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to give up on Taylor Trammell or just throw him into a trade package just because he's extra right now. Like it sounds like they really think Taylor Trammell can be something. And if he is, then that's great because that kind of solves your DH thing that you have. Uh-huh. Um, or it's, you know, Kelnick is, is now a luxury instead of a, a must have. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously rooting for Taylor. We're big Taylor Trammell fans uh, on this show. And and so, but yeah, I mean, last year, again, the strikeouts got pretty bad at the end, but he posted a 99 WRC plus, And I think he was like one for his last 35 or something like that. Yeah. And that's what really tanked the rest of his numbers. So, yeah. but he drew walks last year. We saw the power. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually saw him do a decent job at avoiding strikeouts for, for an extended time too. Uh, and then the second injury hit and again, it's, it's worth noting, like Jerry did, like he basically, you know, had like two or three spring trainings, right? Cause he had the first one, then he went down to Tacoma, got hurt and he missed four weeks. And then he got a couple of games in Peoria at the complex league and that was it. And then he was back in the big leagues and then he got hurt again. And when he recovered from that injury, he went back to Tacoma for a couple of weeks and then came back to the big league club. So it, it it was very you know start and stop type of season for him, but there were a lot of good things that we saw. So uh, mm-hmm. the fact that Jerry keeps bringing him up unprompted um, seems to indicate to me at least that the Mariners are less 
willing to say Jared Kelnick is the left fielder than we are. And it also makes me feel pretty good that Tramel has a really good shot of winning a, a bench spot. Well, yeah, because, you know, Jerry mentioned JK off of the cuff, you know, and mm-hmm. then like you had to ask him specifically about Cade Marlowe, but he right. said Taylor Tramel's name outright a couple times. So it's interesting. And, you know, this, again, would have major implications for the future of the organization if someone like Taylor Trammell figures it out and finds success. And it seems like he did figure something out before that second injury, like you mentioned. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to end up with a WRC plus of 99 after going, you know, whatever it was to end the season, like that's still pretty impressive. He finished the year essentially as a league average hitter. Um, So, yeah, if, if he's healthy and uh the reports about his swing are legit the swing changes that he's making then i'm pretty excited to see taylor mm-hmm. tramell this spring yeah over the last few weeks tramell has really like jumped up my list of like guys i really want to see in spring yeah um, which is a show we're obviously going to do at some point probably in february but mm-hmm. um yeah tramell will definitely be on that list and and you know keep in mind like away from the plate he's a really good defender he can actually play center field for you he's probably yeah better than Kelnick in left or right. Kelnick has a better arm, but you know he's probably better defensively um, than anybody you have, if we're being honest, including Julio. Uh, and he's a pretty good base runner. He's not not really a base stealer, but he he runs well um, when he's healthy. So it's a you know it's a five tool type of profile if he can hit. Mm-hmm. Can he hit? I guess we're about to find out. But it's a big year for him and Jared both. So moving over to the rotation, we had Jerry answer a question that has been commonly asked to ask. About the uh, number five spot, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's Marco. It's it's Marco. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's. I think he said essentially that it's Marco without actually you know right. outright explicitly saying it's Marco. There, uh, first of all, I I can't imagine listening to that and being like, Chris has a shot. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Because I mean, he outright said like, we don't think Marco's stuff can tick up in the bullpen. The bullpen, right? But we but we think flexen scan. Or we thought it could. Or we thought it could. And then could, he talked you know? about, yeah, and then he talked about, you know, it, it, there's some value in having it. What I took away from that little conversation is Marco is the five and there is not going to be a six. Like, yeah. And but Flex will no, make the team as, as a long guy. And there seems to be really no chance for Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, et cetera. Because again, we've no. been asked this quite a bit. Does Bryce Miller have a chance to make it out of spring training? And it seems like the, the answer from Jerry there was, was no, was a pretty definitive I mean, no like, as well. Like, not no, but, like, no. Well, you know, he mentioned none of these guys have pitched above double A, et cetera, right. you know, yeah. So the, right, well, the like, he's not going to come out and say, that. like, no, Bryce Miller's going back to double A. Yeah. Because you want to leave over, open the possibility. Yeah. Because Miller might be better than than both of those guys right now, but you don't have to rush it, so. Sure. Um. Yeah, I that that part for me that was one of the things that I wrote down. I was like, Marco's the five. <laughs> like, Marco's yeah, Marco, Marco seems is, to be is the, the five. five. If, yeah, if, Bar- if, trade, Barnet trade, at right. least. If all five of those guys are healthy and they're on the roster, those are the five. Period. Yeah, it's not going it, to be Chris. And it seems that he, that Jerry values the reward over the risk with Marco. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he mentioned the quality starts, the eighteen to twenty quality starts that he thinks Marco can give them. So, uh, like, while there's going to be the obvious blow up, and even Jerry outright, you know, mentioned that, um, there's a little more safety with Marco maybe than than Flexen. Yeah, uh, Jerry seems to think so. I think he also thinks there's a little more upside too, though. 
sure with Marco because he did mention you know how good he was 2018 to 2020 mm-hmm. and he was really good so yeah. if he can get back to that then Marco's a, a number four at bat, at worst if he's sure. if Marco gets back to what he was in 2018 and 2019 he's a number four if he gets back to what he was in 2020 he's a three so mm-hmm. uh yeah and plus you know I, I think there's some leadership stuff that they don't want to you know anger sure. Marco about and and yeah, I think it makes sense for Marco to be the heavy favorite, which sure. I think is like the weakest qualifier I can give based on what Jerry said, because what we should all be saying is Marco's the five. Yeah. But because we want to leave open just a little bit of wiggle room here, we'll be like, he's the heavy favorite to be the five. Yeah. I think what it really is, is like, we're not necessarily letting him win the job. We're letting him lose, lose the, the job. job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Anything else that uh, stood out to you that you want to uh, go over here? Yes. Let me pull up my list. Handy dandy show sheet. It's three pages long. Do we have enough for that? Mm. We have enough time for that. <laughs> I think we're already at 27 minutes. Yeah. We're By the I, way, I think... if you guys saw a cut in the middle of this, guess what happened? Technical difficulties. Who could have guessed that? Guess whose computer it was this time? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was mine. Yeah. Mine, <laughs> yeah. mine. Mine literally just like ceased Crashed. to exist. <laughs> like it just stopped. It just All stopped. Right. I was like, cool. All right. Fun. Thanks. Yeah. So a couple things that, that stood out. Um, Jerry really seems to like uh, Justin Topa. Uh, yeah. He told us about this this metric or whatever they have in the org called pitch grade poppers, which needs a better name. Uh, PGP. We, PGPs. Um, <laughs> and he mentioned that Topa is one of those guys that is likely headed for that. And it was pretty cool to hear him talk about like how they've kind of evolved in, in their um, – you know, because before it was it was a lot like we had talked about about like oh just throw this pitch a little bit more, and see if that works. And and now they're actually going to arm angles and and locations and and grips and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. PGPs, and he specifically mentioned Topa. Um, I still don't see how Topa makes the team unless the Mariners trade out of their bullpen again. Sure. Uh, but he does have an option left. So, and obviously he's going to get big league time at some point this year. Um, most asked about players and trade talks. Yeah, was was an interesting uh, Bryce Miller, obviously, and that that one wasn't that big of a surprise. Brian Wu was the other one, which for us is not a surprise because, <laughs> mm. oh, we are on the Brian Wu bandwagon. So, yeah, um, I, I love how a couple of you uh, noticed our smirks when he mentioned <laughs> Brian Wu. Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah. Out to you guys, yeah. <laughs> yep, you observant little devils, you. Um, <laughs> see, guys, this is why if you're not watching on YouTube, you should do that too because you get you get stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Michael Arroyo, uh, was, was a funny one, uh, specifically for Ty's reaction. Uh, I guess maybe, I guess maybe he is Edgar at the end of the day. Maybe, maybe he actually (laughs) is. I mean, Jerry didn't confirm, but he didn't deny. So Mm. the question we never asked. Now I gotta be real. I did see a a more recent video of Michael Arroyo, uh, the other day that follow through is very edgar So I, I, I do understand why yes. someone could see that and go, that reminds me of Edgar. And Hogan Windish is clearly Michael Young, but mm-hmm. um, clearly, yes. I, I didn't get to ask him about Windish. Uh, I almost did instead of Marlowe, yeah. to be honest with you. I was like, oh, really? I should ask about Windish. And I was like, no, <laughs> the people want to know about Marlowe. I took that one for you guys. Okay. So you better appreciate it. 
Um, well, and then I, I would say there might be a pretty decent chance we'll have another opportunity to talk to Jerry in the future. So I think you probably creeped him out with all the chills stuff. The chills stuff. No, days, he loved that. He loved. I think it. he probably, loved it at first, but now he's like looking at you. You're like the Twitter, and he's like. <laughs> This is overboard a little bit. So. He's, he's no, nah, he's definitely walking around the office right now at T-Mobile Park, going chills, up to people. Jerry and he's like, chills. Lunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, he loved that. Did you see how much his face lit yes, up when I mentioned yes. the Abraham Toro thing? Yes, <laughs> yes. Which basically confirmed our long-held belief that Jerry was just up there, like flipping the bird to everyone, like pounding his chest, like "Come at me, bro! What I tell you." But, um anyways uh and then the last thing that i that i have here and, and we could probably do like an hour just on the oh yeah on everything he said um but the uh the six-year window as to how they kind of like right frame payroll and and uh acquisition and stuff like that uh it's nice to have a number put on it six years very specific mentioned it a couple times about six years so um yeah you know if you're wondering you know why doesn't jerry spend this much this year or why is he looking so far ahead their plan has been a six-year rolling window um and i believe we're in the second year of the second window because jerry is in year seven right mm. or eight. eight i think this is his eighth year so yeah. first six-year window went pretty well so maybe just give the guy the benefit of the doubt just saying but that's about it i think that's all we have time for yeah um i think that's yeah uh, you know he had some really interesting comments about the draft uh and mm -hmm. college players uh that he thinks this is a better college class than uh in in the last couple of years you know he obviously that's uh, evident in what they've and what their strategy has been in the last couple of drafts going prep heavy so maybe this is back to going college heavy again you know it's reverting back mm -hmm. to the to the pre 2021 mariners draft so We'll see. I know, I, I know you you have some uh, college guys that you like, so uh, that was probably good news for you uh, to hear. So, uh, yeah, you know, so all that stuff is uh, really fun. And uh, if you want to watch the full interview or listen to it, it's, um, I mean, if you're on our podcast uh, page right now, you, you can see the episode right below this one or uh, find it on our YouTube page. And uh, there's like 40 minutes worth of stuff with uh, with Jerry. He was really generous with his time, way more generous than he needed to be with his time. He was very understanding with the Zoom thing that I, I left in uh, the, the show. Um, yeah, it, Jerry uh, Jerry was really cool uh, about it. And so uh, hopefully we, uh, we have another opportunity to talk with him and uh, maybe ask him about Hogan Windish. Stop scaring him, and maybe we will. <laughs> All right. the The GIF is the last thing. The GIF is the last. Thing. Also, if is you it? want to see the yes, if you want to is see it, the, it's the, well, oh yeah, no, it's not. But that's your Ooh. idea. That's your and it's a good idea. idea. So if it if it if it pushes Jerry over the edge, it's your fault. <laughs> I really don't think it is. But I'm, okay. I'm 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 blaming I'm blaming you for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, also, if you want to see. Uh, me explain the chills meme to to Jerry. Uh, you can find that on our YouTube. It's our first YouTube short, which we're going to be doing more YouTube shorts uh, starting next month, I believe. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, look forward to that. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at C Pat eleven. That's C P A T one one. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. 
And folks, I think uh, one Mr. Patnode here might be acquiring a new webcam soon. So we'll see. Maybe he'll have a little bit of a different look next week. We'll see. We'll have to see. He said that he kind of cheaped out on it, though, because, you know, he doesn't care about you guys. I do, though. So thank you again for making us your first listen. Now I'll make Just your second one giveaway. Listen. And all of a sudden he's the man <laughs> of the people. Get away my entire card collection. But no, Ty's the man mm. of the people. Okay. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.